0: That, my friends, was painful. Yet somehow, some way, the Suns outlasted the Los Angeles Clippers, won by four by a final score of 84-80. to Feels like an 80s game or a 90s game there, with all the defense and just lack of shooting. I mean, seriously, nine total for three-pointers were made in this game. But you know what? Champions adjust, and that's what the Phoenix Suns did tonight. They began as the aggressor, and they ended with more points on the scoreboard. And now, we are one win away from the NBA Finals. Welcome, everybody, to the Suns Jam Session and Solar Panel Podcast. My name is John, and just giving everybody a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content, whether it be on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe. If you're listening, do all that fun stuff, too. Uh, but as I welcome in all of my cohorts and crap, Matthew, how you feeling? What's up? I feel great, man. I feel really good. I love how you
1: asked after a win. I just, uh, I would feel good, I asked it after the loss
0: last time, and you said good. And I feel
2: bad. Oh, did I say good? (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) you did.
0: did. Espo, how you doing?
2: I am good. The Suns get the Pat Beverly of wins. Ugly but effective, and I will take it. All right. (laughs) I think if you looked at me this morning at 8 a.m. when we did the show and me now, I look 10 years older. That's what that
0: game I was thinking
1: when he came on the same exact thing. Oh, so. Holy
2: crap! <laughs> there was
1: no Saul. gray in the beard
0: earlier. Saul and Espar are literally wearing the same shirts they wore this morning on the Sun Solar Panel Podcast. <laughs>
3: Fantastic!
0: How you doing, Saul? How you feeling? Uh, we I'm have pretty, happy, Saul. Back.
3: I, I, I'm. I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. I will say though, I did use Just for Men today, and it was all black. And then the game happened. So there it is. That was in his nether regions, <laughs> though, so <two>. you can't <laughs> see it. Oh, See, you didn't even have to go there. Like what?
0: We all we all could do the math. We figured it out. You know, with Manscaped <laughs> being a sponsor of both of our shows, it's, it's obvious true. that you get just for men. Uh, you know, for the chin fro hey. and the ball fro. <laughs> the
1: <sons laughs> we just did it, we, baby. Let's go. We all have yes. the genitalia. We got to tell the fans about it, right? <laughs> yes, we got to let them know. Go.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where to go after that. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to remind everybody that it's chugging with the fellas time. Yes. We win. We chug with the fellas. Matthew, it <clears throat> looks like you've got a four-peak sunbrew. Fantastic. Yep. Leftover. uh Espo and Saul, what do you have?
3: Uh, I have a Dos Equis in my glass, but I also have a Crooked Stave sour that I'm going to sip on through Ooh, the rest see, of the show. I love
0: it. Nice. I love it. See, what I love a- about Saul is he's got the good taste in beer. He likes the sours. That is a true beer drinker. Espo, however, what's in that glass? Straight vodka, because Ooh. that's what this game requires. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I need cheers. a drink, damn it. Cheers to everybody chugging with the fellas. Put them back. That's great audio. <laughs> that is fantastic <sighs> audio. Damn. Well done, everybody. Well done, Phoenix Suns. Well done, Phoenix Suns. Because you know what? You have to win all kinds of games. And so far in this series, through their first three wins out of four games, they've shown us that they can win in all kinds of games. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and drop the beat. Let's talk about this victory over the Los Angeles Clippers. Yes, yes, it is an 84-80 to victory for the Phoenix Suns over the Los Angeles Clippers in Game 4, which was another three-hour game. Two of our three wins have come via the three-hour assortment. Uh, Just give me some initial thoughts as we go around the podcast here on how you're feeling after this long, drawn-out, stressful, uh, the Suns only scoring, you know, what, like 34 points in the second half victory.
2: I have... Never felt better to owe Dave King a dinner than I do after this. That's a win, and if they had lost, this would have felt like crap. But in a win, it feels beautiful because you're heading home 3-1 with a chance to close them out in front of the loudest crowd in the NBA on Monday night, and that's all that you wanted coming out of L.A., so I'm feeling good.
3: Uh, My biggest takeaway right now, and it was an ugly game. It was, but man, I was hoping they would win just so I could talk about DeAndre Mother Effing <laughs> Aiden and how amazing he was tonight. I know we're going to get to Aiden Watch, so I won't spoil yeah. it too much, okay. but okay. I love that dude. I well, love him. Yeah,
1: hold it for then. But uh, one is the uh, loneliest number, right? For the Clippers, they were down by one for how long in this game? 12 minutes, maybe. And they could not get
3: over five, the hump. Five minutes from ten oh seven to I think six thirty-seven. Okay, I'm glad someone one. tracked it. Yeah, yeah they there's were two down things by I want to not could not get over the hump.
1: I wanted someone to track that and also Devin Booker with and without the mask and his stats. But I guess those didn't really matter too much. It didn't vary too much. Well,
0: it was he definitely either way. Yeah, <laughs> there you It go. was an ugly stats night for everybody. Yeah. There's nobody who you're going to go through the box score and go, you know what? They had a fantastic game, except DeAndre Ayton. And we'll get to him momentarily. But I will say, as the game began, you saw those adjustments right off the bat. It was a much more crisp start to the game for the Phoenix Suns. There was more energy. You look at the, f- the first four plays and the first 10 points that they scored. It was a pick and roll to Ayton, a CP3 midi, a Booker layup, and a J Crowder three. And then it was a timeout by the Los Angeles Clippers. And you knew right then, you know, this is Monty Williams showing you that he has made the adjustments. And it shows you that the Suns executed those adjustments. And you knew coming right into this game we were going to have a much different feel than what we saw in game three. This was uh, a little bit more physical for the Suns. They were allowed to be a little bit more physical going on. And I'm not saying that they got away with fouls. I'm just saying that they were more aggressive and they were willing to put their body up against the Clippers and not allow them to just kind of walk all over them like they did in Game Three.
1: That, yeah, uh, one one oh, just really quick. Go, one thing I wanted to watch was really Terrence Mann versus Cameron Payne coming off the bench. The energy there because that last game the Suns lost last last game was basically Terrence Mann came out he was just a hero, but he actually started the game. He came off the bench. So I'm like, how would Payne match that? The first half it was good. Of course, Payne kind of like wandered off in the second half. He didn't do too much but they didn't match that energy early in the second half. I mean, both teams were just so terribly sons were in and out of the basket, right? All their shots looked like good shots. It was just in and out. And that was really the difference. And the Clippers just could not take advantage of that.
3: Yeah. I I had a couple things that I was kind of confounded about tonight. Uh, Not only obviously both teams apparently just don't know what a basket is in the, in the fourth quarter, but (laughs) I I was really confounded about um, substitutions. Like, Abdel Nader got a lot more run than I thought he would. Uh, my boy Tory Craig didn't even see the floor until until the last minute of the game. Uh, I was like, what 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 is going on tonight? It was just really an odd game from beginning to finish, uh, you know. And, and then I even said, you know, DA was having this phenomenal game, but they weren't. Again, like I said this morning, like I would like to see them run some action for him. They sub in Dario and the first time they come down the court they run action for Dario to post up. I'm yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> so, it is just it was just an odd game from beginning to end. The 15 to 14 in the fourth quarter.
2: 15 Jeez. to 14 in an, in an the NBA fourth... game. Oh Western Conference Finals. We're not talking middle of uh, <laughs> of, you know, March where guys are are just uh, you know, screwing around. This is this 15-14 is in the Western Conference Finals. But the thing is, and one of the commenters said it, this is the kind of game that Suns teams in the past don't win because they don't have the defense and the toughness to stay in there mm-hmm. and keep it together. This team did. They built on a foundation of playing tough defense, and that showed tonight. Because they came through, and when the Clippers were playing tough on them, they were meet, matching it beat for beat on the other end of the court, and and that they knew they had to do that because that's what the Clippers brought. And again, Paul George doesn't come through in the end for them. They had a chance there, uh, and and they they could not finish it out for the Clippers. And. Thank God for Chris Paul at the free throw line. I know we missed one of those, but but he oh. comes up with a big rebound. Just uh and and props to Monty for not being one of those coaches that goes. I'm not going to foul uh, up three. I'm not going right. to do it. Be committed to that and said, yes. no, we're going to do it every freaking time. If that you're going to beat us, you're going to do it at the free throw
3: line. That is something you don't see very often. And you can do that when you have guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul in the fold where you know they're basically automatic from the free throw line, right? Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I haven't seen it to that degree where basically for the last 45 seconds it was like, no, nah, we're not giving you a three. We're fouling you every single time. Which makes sense. This
0: is the best three point shooting team in the league. Why give them any opportunity, especially when Devin Booker has fouled out? Why would you give them an opportunity to hit a game time three that could put into overtime and you're down? You're offensively your best player. So I think it's a genius strategy by Monty Williams. Uh, the only strategy, uh, you know, lever that he pulled in that final minute that went on for four hours that I didn't agree with in any way, shape, or form. Was why the fuck was Dario Sarch in the game at any point? Why is but, he in the game? Well, well he, had,
3: right? he was in there for rebounding only. Yeah, yeah. Which, which he got an offensive foul on. He just well, no, no, no. Foul, he turned the ball over. He got defensive foul. Yeah. Let's
2: or defensive. Be fair. I'm sorry. Was there game. was that whole situation was that's Dario because yeah. he gets the <laughs> foul, right? But then he tips the ball out that gets to Chris Paul on the other missed free throw. So that's Stario.
0: Stario. So he
1: he has to do that to evolve into a really special player
3: on the next play. This basically. would have been <laughs> this would have been the only time Espo that I would have been like, oh my god, if we only had a quality backup big. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I told you it would ha- it would yeah. it would rear its ugly head, and it almost did. All right? yeah. it's,
1: it's like so close. To, yeah, so close to like these teams winning these games because of our lack of backup bigs, but. In the end, for some reason, the Suns are winning this game. And I, I really say for some reason, because I have no idea how the hell they won this game. Oh, I they do win it. the game, so
0: it doesn't matter. So we don't talk about it as much. I can tell you why they're winning the game. It's because we have the only big that matters. Aiden hey, Watch 2021. Oh, DeAndre man. Ayton. Okay, now I'm going to preface this. This this is kind of like a positive-negative thing, but when both teams shoot from the the field the way that they did in this game, the Suns shot a total of 36% from the field. The Clippers shot 32%. They made 27 baskets. The Suns made 31. Okay, I've seen teams do that in in a half. There's going to be a lot of rebounds, and you know what? You need to have a guy who's going to go and get those rebounds, and that man tonight was DeAndre Ayton, and I was tracking him through the entire game, 11 points, six rebounds in the first quarter, four points, three rebounds, two blocks in the second, two points, eight rebounds, eight fucking rebounds in the second or, uh, And two blocks in the third quarter and two points, five rebounds in the fourth. Obviously when you go back and you hear those numbers, 15 points in the first half, uh, four points in the second half, but then nine rebounds in the first half, uh, total of 13 rebounds in the second half. He ends with a total of 19 points and 22 rebounds tonight including nine offensive rebounds in a game that ends 84 to 80 every one of those offensive rebounds is an opportunity to lead to second chance points DeAndre Ayton is a man amongst men as this team is up three to one in the Western Conference Finals if they can somehow close this out in game five at home DeAndre Ayton is your Western Conference Finals MVP there's no question am I right
3: yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Go ahead, I suppose You got thoughts? Go ahead.
2: I was just to say his his four points in the second half were like sixty percent of their output as a team. So <laughs> don't <laughs> hold that against him. You know, <laughs> look, I, he was he, the, the man was a vacuum out there tonight. He was he was sucking in all the rebounds, and he was doing that on the defensive end too. Four blocks. I mean, technically, he probably should have had five. There yeah. was another one that he got called a, f- a foul on, but you know. Uh, he he was just fantastic uh, when you need him to be. I mean, he was 8 of 14 from the field. You take that out and, and a bad shooting night becomes an atrocious shooting night. Uh, without, without his eight of 14 in there, it's not well, pretty.
3: You know, we were talking about how there's no way Devin Booker and Chris Paul could ever go 10 for 40 again or 10 well, they, for 40. They, and they it, didn't, they, all they did was go 14 for 44. See, not 10 <laughs> for 40. So technically, I, mean, uh, I don't even, know, even, Dave he, Dinner, even, even <laughs> that was out of the realm of possibility, but DA. My gosh! Even uh, there was a, a a point in the game where you know obviously the Clippers were trying to score just a bucket to take the lead, and Da switched up, and I I believe it was Frank jo- Jackson on the perimeter. Um, I Reggie think it was my, Jackson. Reggie
2: Jackson. God, I do love Reggie Frank Jackson though. Reggie Jackson on the
3: perimeter, love taking- and and he deed him up and blocked his shot, and it was just like man, you know, like. With a guy back there, it just gives everybody else so much confidence to be able to play a little bit more physical, not stupid, and we'll get to that in a second because there were some fouls that were just plain dumb tonight, um, yeah. <clears throat> Devin Booker. Uh, and so, you know, I Par just – for the course. Yeah. <laughs> but DeAndre, I mean, his, his composure, his excitement, his energy. I remember how many times we've talked about during the course of his career, like he just seems like he's going through the motions out there There is no doubt he is definitely not doing that in these playoffs, especially in the Western Conference Finals. And you're right. If they win on Monday, he's got to be the MVP because he's been the most consistent from game one to game five and possibly the best player out there.
2: Do they actually give a conference finals MVP? Or we just no? MVP? They
3: don't.
1: We do okay. though. We, we can give it out.
3: Jam <laughs> we'll Star right. of the Western Conference yeah.
0: Finals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout Here out!
1: Shout out to uh, No Dunks too. Uh, this is a lot of beef, right? I think they give away yes. an award when someone gets twenty rebounds. <laughs> SPO, you a fan of No Dunks? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. It's yeah. a
2: whole lot of beef. Tonight a whole for, lot uh, of beef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he did man. that
1: and. I love Twitter too. Today they're like, keep feeding Da in the second half, and I think Monty probably went into halftime and says something about that because I think the first two plays were drawn out to get Da the ball. He fumbled him away and he didn't have an opportunity to really do much with it. So they kind of went away from that. But you can kind of see like they were actually like, you know, DA's taking over, giving the ball. In this series, if he can get a good handle on the ball, he is basically like a shack down there against Zubac. You know, he can't be stopped. If he has any opportunity to have the ball in the paint, he's going to score with the hook shot. So it looked like they were looking towards that. I think more of him getting the ball is something maybe next season where they have a good offseason to really draw up good plays get him more involved with the offense because right now it always seems like you know he has a good first half and in the second half it's just they hard to get him the him. ball. They forget it, about them. They do, but I honestly think, too, the rebounds itself is the only thing that really matters tonight with both teams doing terrible, so yeah, you can't really... you got to get those possessions. Offensively.
3: But, yeah, so that was the most the, important thing. But at the same time, and I, I don't want to go down to a negative road. I'm, I'm, I want to stay positive tonight, but at the same time, you literally had a stretch of, like, eight minutes where you didn't get a bucket. <laughs> Not one time could you call a play for my man to get the ball yeah, down low you. and just try it. You. Yeah. you know, you got Devin 110%. Booker chucking threes and he's 0 for 6 from three. It's like... Just once. Just once. See, mm-hmm. see see, if he comes through. And then maybe you try it again if he does. Like, you, you had nothing going whatsoever. And yeah. yet, let's be honest, though. there I don't know if I've ever seen a game where a team missed so many shots that were just in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm like, you thought it was going in. You're like, yeah, oh, what? Yes. Oh.
0: Frustrated. Yeah, frustrating. Well, uh, shout out to Blaze Megatron real quick in the chat. He's not only a flaming baller, but also an elite jamster. Uh, he says, Aiton is our steadiest player. Aiton Watch was kind of created to analyze his up and down performances game to game. Now it's all love. And it's, it's great how that has uh, evolved. You know, when you look at DeAndre Aiton and he's doing all those little things right. And the narrative in numerous playoff series this year is bigs get played off of the court. We've seen it in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals where Brooke Lopez got played off the court. Now, granted, he was a contributing factor in the Game 2 win for the Bucs. But you you see with like Porzingis in Dallas and Nurkic in Portland, and Aiton can't be played off the court. And that's special, Suns fans. I mean, we really have a special, unique player in DeAndre Aiton, and he's continually coming through in these big moments, and you're right, Saul, 110%. Everybody says, you know, again, I brought up the statistics earlier. He was two for five in the second half. They're not feeding him the ball, and and you could chalk a little bit of that up to defensive adjustments. They're trying to take him away. They're going to allow Chris Paul and Devin Booker to continue to shoot three-pointers and mid-range shots if they're not going to hit him, and they're going to squeeze down on DeAndre Ayton. What I can really see is an adjustment moving forward, is if they do hit a couple of those shots, DA can feast again. But I feel like this is a continual thing that we've seen all season long. He'll have a great first quarter. He's absent for seven minutes of the second quarter. He comes down the third, has a positive impact, and we don't see him till seven minutes in the fourth quarter. The way that Monty Williams runs his rotations, it's not always indicative of allowing DA to just continually cook. But at some point, he's going to have a game that where we're, we're going to see 35-40 from him. And I'm hoping it's in the NBA fucking finals.
2: <laughs> but look, he's—you can't play him off the court because he's versatile, beef. He doesn't mm-hmm. like that big name, so we'll call him versatile. Yes, beef. Yes. He's going to get you them rebounds. He's going to do the little things uh, and find a way to score even when it's not fed to him. Though, and and he did that tonight. He continually did it. Look, there—we can't put lipstick on a pig. It was an ugly game from. Every aspect for everyone except eight and on the boards and eight and offensively, everything else was pretty damn ugly. But winning ugly is necessary on your way to getting 16 wins uh, in a title chase. You have to win ugly, you're not going to mm-hmm. win everything sure. like that nine game streak
3: for sure. You know, I, I mean, it, again, the, the game was ugly, the officiating was ugly. Uh, and, and for everybody in the chat that's talking about like the Suns are you know blah 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 the the clippers got it tonight too like there was a couple there was a couple calls that went against them that i was like okay i feel like yeah you know i mean like for, yeah. for real you know what i mean like so i think they were equally bad for both teams so i don't really feel like the the officials are a total factor um as much as other people clearly do uh the other thing is is i don't know if you guys noticed but when they called Zubach off of the bench uh and i think it was the last free throw my man was limping and he had tweaked his knee earlier in the game. He did. He, he was limping onto the court, and I wonder what his availability is going to look like once that thing kind of swells up overnight um, for for Monday. Because if he doesn't go, it's, it, it, it's a wrap. It's you a wrap. Throw
1: Marcus in there, right? Marcus oh, okay. at the big. Yeah. That's Good Marcus. Real Marcus. quick, real
3: quick
0: on the, the on that officiating. I will say this. Okay, it is going both ways. It's bullshit both ways. And yes. when you watch playoff mm-hmm. basketball, that that happens. Here's a fun thing to do. Here's a fun exercise. What are you doing tomorrow night? Jamsters and and, uh, flaming ballers. Going watch the Bucks going to church. It's a Monday, Matthew. Yeah, oh, it I'm, is Sunday. No, it
2: isn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: taking a Too nap. No pro-
0: pro- proves how much I go. I walk down. Uh, I go to mass. It's been a while. I, I walk down the aisles. That we walk down the aisle. That I you about the <laughs> going to
3: take commutes now. Is that what's I'm going on? I got
0: <laughs> <laughs> but my point here is: watch the other series. Watch the Eastern Conference Finals. You're going to see the same shit. When every possession is so vital and carries so much weight. Every call is questioned, and we see that as Suns fans because we notice the ones that don't go our way. But think about the ones, as Saul said, that you go, eh, "Well, I kind of should have went the Clippers' way." Here's the difference, though: Clippers are the, the top shooting team in, in uh, all of basketball history relative to free throw percentage made. Correct? The Suns are number two, and both of those teams beat out last year Suns percentage wise as the best free throw shooting teams ever. Here's the difference. The Suns were 85% from the line tonight. The Clippers were 65.6. They were 21 of 32. They had nine more free throw attempts than the Suns, but only three more makes. So again, when you hit the playoffs, everything comes down to free throws. And when you're not making the free points, you're not going to win games. And that's what happened. Again, another contributing factor. Nobody can make a shot tonight. Again, I've went over. There's a total of what fifty-eight total made baskets in this game. Like I felt like I was watching nineties basketball and, and the three point line might have just just shouldn't have existed. They were all mid-rangers and everybody was missing it. But when you can't make your free throws, you're not going to win games. And the Suns, in their two close games against the Clippers, it was free throws that determined whether or not they won. And they have defeated the team that is the best shooting free throw team in the regular season in the playoffs thus far.
2: Look, the on the refs, to there was that play at the end campaign coming down Batum hits it that went off pain i mean if they yeah. if they had reviewed refu- yeah. if they'd reviewed it it would have went the same way it but, went the went the but,
3: other game but and they i didn't review it, booker but so. i guarantee you the nba was like dude we can't have that like we yes. can't have that yeah. because in real time you clearly know it's off of uh, batum But if you slow it down to the nth percent, it's like, of course, it's going to be, it could go any way. But I think the NBA stepped in there. That's why the ref was so quick to be like, nope, nope, it's out of bounds. It's out of bounds. We're not even going to the, to the, to the review. But I can see why, you know,
2: Suns fans are like, Oh, the the officiating, Clippers fans are doing the same damn thing. They're pointing and going, look, that two nights ago, that was, uh, or three nights ago, that was, uh, you know, that was out Mm -hmm. on, uh, on the Suns. And now you're not even going to look at it. Like. Everybody's going to complain about refereeing. That's just the way it happens in the playoffs and it's bad on both uh, on both sides. I mean that's it, it that is not a factor here. The Clippers may just be a le- a, a a really really unlucky team compared to where <laughs> we as Suns fans always thought we were on that spectrum. <laughs> that may be the case going on here and and I feel for them on that on that level.
3: I mean, yeah. didn't you but uh, again, to that point the, the ball that was uh, between – I think it was Paul George and Mikhail Bridges where there was just like – Yes. The, the over-the-top view clearly looked like it was Paul George that t- touched, yep. but then yep. the other view looked like it could have been Mikhail, and they said jump ball on the floor, and I'm sitting here trying to think like there's no, there's no absolute evidence that says either one is right, so why don't we just jump the ball? Instead, they gave it to the Clippers. As a Suns fan, I'm like, oh, that's BS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is trash. I think the so- whole – calling it a jump ball
2: on the court is BS because you you have to make that call. If there were yeah, no make a review, decision. Ma- if there's no review, you should be making that call,
0: right? Hold I mean, on real right? quick. Real, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hey, hey, on. Take a break whoa. here. Hold Shout you, out to uh, Jesus. Code JJM in the chat. Just Dude, I hope 100%. you meant to do that. <laughs> I hope you weren't <laughs> meaning for 10 bucks because you said, hey, my uh, apologies for all the eight and slander. I repent in the name of the sons, the Dave King, and the Holy Jenner. Amen. <laughs>
1: we'll see, we'll see your five Hail Marys. You'll be. Do You have
2: been absolved.
0: You have been absolved. <laughs> I,
3: I haven't seen a cut of any of this money. Where's this going? I don't All know. To uh,
0: it's it goes there. I don't know where it goes. It, it goes knows? to Matthew's Invisalign account. I'm just going to leave that up <laughs> for does. a while. A yeah,
3: for sure.
2: I went to Catholic school, so I know when you pay that kind of money, you get absolved of anything you'd like. So, so you, you were
0: absolved. You my friend. Coda, Coda kid just wow. said, Code JJM is the jam star of for the sure. Night. <laughs> nice job, yes, Co-JJM. I, well, love that. I love that. But if wow. you're talking about fouls,
1: too, I'm sorry, should we go back to the pod? No, I feel like yes. send it right there. No, to go back to math. fouls, Booker, I he had us, everyone had a terrible night. Booker, we need you, these fouls need to stop. Six fouls in the game to be fouled out. Should not happen in these playoff games. You got to be better. Even early on in the game, when he had that shove against Marcus Morris in the back, it wasn't called, but that could have been a technical or something crazy where he just got kind of frustrated with him and pushed off on him. I know it was missed, but things like that kind of just, I'm like, I thought that was kind of behind us in a way, but it's not. And the six fouls just should not happen for Booker. He's he's our star. No one can make a shot tonight, but it doesn't matter, man. He should be in the game at the end. I'm like, but Nader did come in, and Monty loves this guy. Mont he's played pretty good defense in this game. And I, I don't know how much minutes he gonna get next game, but he did take Jalen or I'm um, sorry, Tori Craig's minutes. And I just think that Monty loves this guy, but he does play pretty good defense. So if you're gonna have that as a backup. Uh, god bless him for being back and he got pretty good minutes in his first game back in a long time
0: you're right and i got a couple things i want to hit on there before i get into nader you know when you talk about devin booker and you look at his performance during the regular season he had 103 total fouls this year and 28 of those were offensive fouls okay so He's not necessarily somebody who is consistently committing those offensive fouls but when you look at his performance in the playoffs thus far and this doesn't include this game uh, but I feel like there's a lot more offensive fouls being called on him you know he I think of his five fouls in the last game three of them were offensive I want to say three again occur tonight and you can credit the Los Angeles Clippers and Patrick Beverly for putting him in those situations. You can credit the bad refereeing because, again, on that last foul, the sixth foul, I think if they reviewed it and it was a regular season game, they would have called a foul on Reggie Jackson. Am I wrong there?
2: Yes. That was, he okay. The reach in? Yes. The, around the, him. the yeah. whole
0: time. Yeah. The whole time. So, again, they're doing those things to throw off Devin Booker. And I think now's a good time to bring up the Devin Booker conversation. You know, ever since he had his amazing game one, he's really kind of fallen off. You know, you look at the last two games. He's 13 for 43 Uh, You know, the adjustments that they're making have worked on Devin Booker. We're not seeing the same Devin Booker that we've seen thus far in the playoffs because of the defensive intensity that they're throwing at him. What are your guys' thoughts on Devin Booker thus far? And will we see him get over this hump? Because he's going in a micro slump, which is understandable. I'm not saying Devin Booker sucks. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, he is, you know, if if you want to be Kobe, You got to be Kobe.
2: Hey, uh, look, broken nose is part of this. Patrick Beverly is part of this. And it's, I don't, I think it's less, well, part, one thing he can do better is try to find his teammates. He's forcing right now. He's pressing in certain situations, but his teammates also need to pick him up as well, because when he's not shooting well, when they're playing that kind of defense on him, other guys have to pick up the slack. Jay Crowder has to hit McHale has to hit, uh, you, you know, campaign needs to, n- needs to hit shots. If you're going to have Abdel Nader in there, Abdel Nader has to hit shots. Like his teammates have to lift him up in this point. And, you know, my guess is the slump ends in game five with the chance to, to throw the knockout blow, at least I hope, but th- you need the Jay Crowder's of the world to start hitting those open looks because with as much pressure as Beverly and the Clippers are putting on Booker, other guys are getting looks and they need to connect.
3: Yeah, this, this isn't the, the same Suns team that we've we've seen basically all season, right? Like the last couple of games have been very out of the ordinary or, or reminiscent of the games that they haven't played well in. This game was just like that. This game was almost no different than the other night. The only difference was is that their defensive intensity – Was much better, and you got to give the Clippers credit for being so crappy tonight. Like they were not very good at all. They couldn't throw Paul George couldn't throw a rock in the ocean tonight. Like that's part of this, and but that's also because of the Suns' defense, right? Like they they've been playing consistent defense. They played intense from the jump tonight, and that. Again, that wears you down, Frank or Frank Jackson. Dang it, Reggie Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Jackson. I thought for sure Reggie Jackson was going to tap out of this game. There was a point where he where he bent over, and you could just see him just sucking wind, hardcore. And then all of a sudden, like it's like he got a second win, and he and he was the one that kind of propelled the Clippers in the third quarter towards the end to kind of get them going. And I was like, oh man, Reggie. He Jackson's was the gonna, captain now. Yeah, he was the captain, but. <laughs> It didn't last. And I think that's part of the fatigue part of this whole thing is that they've played, what, 25 out of the last, like, 30 days? Or, I yeah, don't know. For real. Yeah. But that, that.
1: I mean, they're basketball players. They can get the hang of but, it. I mean, they, they held <laughs> in with the Suns. But Booker, still wears you down. really quick on Booker, I think him getting to the line is a is, is focus he needs to do because right, focus he needs to focus on, which makes no sense. Either he, he's over 5 from – Three tonight, which is really bad. So, those threes he was trying to force and trying to get in a groove shouldn't really exist because I feel like those kind of three, those takes should be like a DA pass inside or something to move the ball around, like Nicholas Tanson in the chat. move the There's no reason to force these threes. We know you're not like a great three-point shooter except for that game six in LA. So just move the ball, get to the rim. He did that a little bit in the third quarter, and he can draw fouls if he wants to, especially if he removes a mass and his broken nose is exposed. I feel like those refs are going to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? If he's throwing it out there and someone hits him, yeah. maybe he'll get a few, a few fouls. Not in but the second half No way.
3: Yeah, no, okay, I'm again, give
2: him the benefit
3: of the doubt I, th- I think Dave made a point this morning you would like to see Monty maybe get Booker the ball down low on the block a little bit more instead of trying to create on the perimeter against Beverly agree he has he yeah. has the height mismatch he has a physicality mismatch like take advantage of that what's happening right now is, is that Beverly is 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 almost he's in his head you can't deny that. Like, even on that last, the last, uh, you know, two minutes of the game when Booker was trying to force up that three and Beverly got a ball, uh, got his hand on that ball. Like, each time you go up for the shot, you're thinking, like, I hope he doesn't nick this or so it doesn't throw me out of my rhythm. And, and it just, it's just that little percentage that throws you a little bit off. And that's what I think is happening with Devin right now. Like, he's he's off of his game a little bit. Yes, the broken nose has, has something to do with it, not denying that. But Beverly also has something to do with oh, yeah. it. I think they're 50-50 right now in terms of who's more effective. And, and when you see Devin Booker throw the mask off, you know, like, He's not all there. He's not like one hundred percent in his Booker. head. Yeah, he's exactly. So it, that's something he's going to continue to work on. I, I felt like he came out in a better rhythm tonight to start off. It just he didn't finish like it, um, and that's just you know maybe wear and tear.
2: part of that felt like pace of play to me though. The first half was fast again, yes, right? It was. Yeah. Which is yeah, what they did in games one and two. The second half, all of a sudden, grinded to a halt. And, and that's where Patrick Beverly can body up Devin Booker and, and slow him down. And and the whole, the whole Clippers defense can do that to the Suns. And that pace is just not... I, I mean, the Suns got the wind and I playing that way. But I just feel like if you're going to blow the doors off of them in game five, if you're going to end this thing for good that pace has to be fast like you saw in that first quarter and you saw in games 1 and 2. And I know that's not where Chris Paul likes to play, but the greats can adjust and do it especially for one game to end things, right? By the and way, I'll, I love that I love that Saul when he thinks of of Reggie Jackson is like Paul George when he gets
0: to the free throw line.
2: It's a little little hitch and he's got the frank and uh, and then, uh, then he
0: picks it back up. You know? yeah. Just when you think Reggie Jackson, think ASU, think Oakland think, A's, think, think, think baseball. A- think, yeah, think, <laughs> think baseball. Think Angels. Think the guy who almost tried to kill Queen Elizabeth in Naked Gun. Reggie Jackson, man. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Jackson. That's that, that's how I always remember him. Uh, speaking of Chris Paul, and I think that's you know a, a good place to transition to Chris Paul is when we do come back home. I do expect him to p- to play with a little bit more of the the pep in his step, if you will. You know, Game three was a feel-out game, as as cliche as it may sound, for Chris Paul as he was trying to get back into some semblance of playoff basketball shape. He had been sidelined with COVID, didn't play for 11 games after coming off of a season-high 37 points to close out the Denver Nuggets. And then you go into hostile territory. You're playing in the Staples Center with their crowd which I'll give him like a six and a half out of 10 on their intensity. It looked like, and based off of like what Gina Mizell was saying, that there was a lot of Suns fans there. So kudos if you're a Suns fan who was there at the Staples Center and you're in downtown LA, you know, a tip of the hat to you, my good friends. Tim
3: Tompkins in the chat, former uh, solar panel host. Yes, sir. I I think I took his spot. Um, He was in Florida bar saying that it was packed full of Suns fans going crazy and that he'd never seen anything like that. So shout out to him. How, Love it. How
2: many of the shirts and hats still had the tags on them is what I want to know <laughs> out there in Florida.
0: You know what's funny is I went at halftime, uh, just right up the street to like the local mini mart to grab some more of the Kurs lats that I'm drinking, and the cashier said to me, "She's like, oh, it's great to see you wearing Suns gear. It's really hard right now to tell the difference between a bandwagoner or a real Suns fan." I just I gave her my business card yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> I'm, like,
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> you like, hey? Were you like, hey, bitch, I've been in here like the last 20 days. Ooh, ooh, oh, whoa, Matthew,
0: hey, the mouse. Hey. We got a on this show. I would hey. not do that to anybody in customer would... service. but Never. Oh,
2: what do you think? Right. You're the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers or the oh, Dallas oh,
3: Mavericks? Oh. Oh. Hey. Espo hey. for the knockout punch. Damn,
0: ooh. son. No, but to the Chris Paul point, you know, I mean, again, he comes in this game. He's six for 22 from the field. He has 18 points, seven assists, but he was really surgical again in that third quarter and going into the fourth on drawing those fouls and doing all those little things right. He wants to play at that slower pace on the road because he knows that's what takes the, the crowd out of it. If you're drawing those little bullshit fouls, which we know, we've seen it, You know, my my wife was asking me during the game. She's like, well, why is he getting a foul called him on him? Like, why doesn't he just go get two points? It's like because you slow that momentum down and you bring the crowd down a little bit, especially when the the uh, the Clippers were putting together a little bit of that run. And and don't get me wrong. They had the best quarters tonight. They scored 30 points in the third. That was the highest point total outside of the Suns having 29 in the first. But is Chris Paul's a way to be surgical coupled with the fact that he's been out for the past, you know, X amount of days? And I think as we move forward and we go into that game five at home, we will see a little bit more of that fast pace. We will see him trying to engage in the offense a little bit sooner.
2: Yeah, surgical only works in that way when he's hitting those middies, though, like
0: true slowing it
2: down, grinding it to a halt and then shooting and missing. Uh, is is not is not an effective way right uh, that's uh, that's not fair, gonna quiet fair. the crowd i mean that's that's my only problem with it right now
0: beginning to yeah, the line I, will i like
1: him pushing the pace in the second in the first half like he honestly him and campaign when they switched in and out and they played together too they were pushing the pace a lot and i love that and i think you're right john slowing it down you know getting the heads of the fans and the players trying to you know take them out of it But I mean, could we see that maybe next game, you know, second half come in, keep speeding it up, you know, and then campaign comes in and he replaced Booker in in, uh, the first half a few times. So they played together, but I like them kind of playing together, even though Chris Paul got mad a few times when campaign would take an early shot, but them on the floor together campaign can push it with him. I think that's effective and it's a nice replacement for Booker.
2: I love people in the chat trying to prove that they're a longtime fans. We've got Mike that says, "I was excited about the Sonny Weems signing." So that yes, you passed the test. Uh, we Sonny was a very nice man, and yeah. and, and not the and, level that was and needed. And you know what?
0: I if don't you're a think bandwagoner, that, the of that. if you're a bandwagoner and this is your first time watching the pod, who gives a shit? Welcome aboard. Yeah. I don't care. We're not getting our hundred dollars you 're not yeah you, you don't you don't get the hundred dollars that code through us earlier but become become an, a flaming baller become an elite jamster. join welcome to the party we've been doing this all year we've been doing this for a long time the sun solar panel' has been going on for four or five years we've been doing it for a couple I mean it's great to see new names in the chat it's great to see the old names in the chat it's great to be a part of everything that we're experiencing right now including the return of the tornator the pyramid poppy. Abdul Nader made his return for playing his first minutes since March. And as Matthew alluded to earlier, you know, he might've only ended with five minutes, but it might've felt like a little bit longer. Why? What did you, I mean, did you actually think that he was going to get minutes? After being, no, but did you think he was actually going to get minutes after he got cleared to play like over Tori Craig? I mean, he had 2000 his first three minutes. What was Abdel Nader doing out there? I thought he was break glass in case of emergency if every other
2: player fouls out. Like, I did not expect to see him as... As one of the first guys off the bench, Robert I did not Nader. expect to see him at all. I, I actually thought it was Devin Booker the first time I saw him out there because the one was uh, the one was kind of folded over the other one. And I and I go, oh, yeah, it's Devin. And then somebody said, no, Abdel Nader's on the court. And you go, what the hell? What? What, what is going on here? Uh, I don't know. I, I, Monty loves that guy, and I don't quite understand it, but.
3: Maybe he, knows where the, maybe he knows where the bodies are buried. It might be know. the, length.
1: the <laughs> length he provides on defense is probably well, what and, it is. And, and so the, the fact that
0: both. that he attacks the rim. I mean, I wrote a piece for Bright Side of the Sun earlier and this season where he literally goes, but I know that he misses, but he, the Sun's early problem in this season was the fact that they wouldn't get to the foul line and they didn't attack the basket. They were all jump shooting and three-point shooting. And Abdul Nader was that one exception who like every time he got the ball, he just go to the rim. And we saw him do it a couple times. He was one for two on those takes tonight. So I don't know if that's necessarily why he was brought in. I think that Tory Craig is a much better play defensively, right, Saul?
3: But he hasn't been I on so. court since March. Uh, again, I don't understand somebody that hasn't played a, a single minute all playoffs. So then all of a sudden you're taking all of Tory Craig's minutes as if Tory Craig was just completely inefficient and garbage the entire playoffs. That's not what's happened. I don't understand it, but I'm not Monty. I don't get paid the big bucks, and we won, so I don't give a shit.
1: (laughs) Matthew, what do you think? We did win. Uh, No, it it is very strange, but honestly, I expected it because I think Monty loved him during the whole season. Even though... Dater on the offensive end all season didn't do too much. I think he just likes his length on defense. I think that's what the Suns maybe lacked the last two games or last game to prevent those threes from going up. But it was only five minutes, so I don't know how much to talk about this guy because maybe it's just like warming him up for the finals, warming him up for the rest of the series. Something that like, you know, if Ty Lue Lue did this and the the media would be going crazy. be Like, yeah, get this guy some minutes in a wasted game. You know, if the Suns win, if the Lakers are the Lakers, if the Clippers win Doesn't matter, dude. So
3: just give him those minutes. I can't wait till this forty-point barrage by Abdul Nader. You never know, man. (laughs) Never know. It's coming.
2: Lissy believes that Monty Williams led probably the most important game of our season. Let's get Abdel Nader some run and yep. crunch minutes, yeah, so he's ready game. for the finals.
1: Let's just waste the game. If we lose, oh, at least he gets God. those five minutes. Get him wide up. Let, have him, have let him miss that.
0: <laughs> let him let him miss that layup. Well, I mean, is is oh, Abdul Nader this this year's Kobo? For those of you who are Suns yeah. fans for like twenty years I, in the chat, I, no, yeah, I don't think so. He, yeah, but he had an undying loyalty to that guy. Yes. Like he played Ellie way too much last year. And I don't want to spend more than three seconds extra Re- talking about Elia Cobo, but
3: remember you didn't have campaign at the time. Yeah.
0: yeah but- you had Tyler Johnson and yeah, they were playing, they were trying to find, yeah, he was, was trying to find his it. campaign tell we stop talking
2: good. about – I feel dirty. How about this? Okay, when you I'm mentioned I'm Elliot Cobo. I'm
0: going to change course here, okay? Thank There's you, one Chris. guy who we do not talk enough about when no, it comes to the starting that's, five. I swear. Mikael Bridges. Yes. Thank you, Matthew. 13 rebounds tonight, only you, six Sean. points. I, I got you. Uh, I love Mikael Bridges. Everybody I does. He's He's a two blocks, three assists. I mean, he's just that stat stuffer who had some really important rebounds tonight, especially on the offensive end you know, ended with a total of three offensive rebounds, but I felt they came at very critical times. We don't talk enough about Mikael Bridges or Jay Crowder, who was one for eight from the field, but again, I'm not going to put a lot of stock in shooting percentages tonight, given the fact that nobody shot well, but I think the wing depth of our team, especially with Mikhail Bridges, has played pretty, pretty acceptable basketball thus far. No, nobody? Uh, Mik- Mikhail Bridges <laughs> littering and littering and speeding. Come on, now. Look, look.
2: I mean, you look at Mikhail Bridges. He only took six shots tonight, and he was three of six. Like aggressiveness on on the offensive end uh, may have been his biggest problem this evening. It wasn't as if he was shooting poorly. We just weren't. We're not seeing the Mikhail Bridges that cuts to the hoop, uh, and that may be in part because the Clippers are just mucking it up. Uh, in that lane, so that makes it difficult for him to do it. But he did, I mean, he came through with 13 boards tonight, so he's he's doing the little things. He played very good defense. Again, he's a big part of why they had such success on the defensive end in the second half. Uh, so he he's helping. I just wish we saw a little bit more offense.
3: I I wish we could see a little bit more offensively. I also am not a fan of him not really playing as much as it seems like his minutes have been cut back uh, and you think like a night tonight like uh, a night like tonight that when Abdul Nader gets in uh that, that Mikhail Bridges wouldn't be the sacrificial lamb either and uh you know I want to see Mikhail bridges play more he hasn't been very good offensively we know this mm-hmm. but defensively and and rebounding wise he can give you everything that he got he's got he's your best option out there outside of the top three. So I would like to see a little bit more. Mikhail Bridges had one rebound where I swear his arms just went go, go gadget from way behind <laughs> him. And he just, and I was like, oh my gosh, what? that might be the silliest rebound I've ever seen in my life. That it was, it was so good. So I, I, mean, Mikhail, I turned to my, go ahead. Go
2: ahead. I was just going to say, ahead. I turned to my father at that point And I said, his arms are so long. He can scratch his shin without <laughs> bending over. Like it's, it's insane yeah. how far that guy can reach. And get those boards, and that's what makes him so damn good on defense, too. Is is just that ability to use that length and frustrate guys with
3: it. That, that, and that's the other thing that frustrates me about the fourth quarter is that it just seemed like we were just sticking with, with the with the same five guys, not really trying to change anything up, and it just it just nothing was working. Cam Johnson, I thought was playing pretty good tonight. Um, you know, he missed a couple threes, yeah, but uh-huh. so did everybody else. We had good and defense I,
0: on Paul George,
3: though. Yeah, really I thought he was playing defense on him. Yeah. And, he's and using would, his
0: body too, man. I would
3: like to see him play a little bit more. Like I just would, and I think when you get to the NBA Finals, you're going to need, you know, him to to step up and, and play the way like he has in the Western Conference Finals, which I said he would, by the way. Yeah,
1: but, and Bridges is honestly his defense has done perfect. All right, he's helping with the rebounds too. It's it's hard to ask like DeAndre Ayton, Mikkel Bridges, you know, going into these playoffs to really play past their expectations. I think DeAndre Ayton has done it. Mikhail Bridges, I know halfway through the season he started get that mid range down and the paint looking really great there. The pump fakes, doing what EJ always said every broadcast, you know, just throw up a pump fake and go past them. He started yep. doing that. This team might be a little harder to do that. They're a lot longer defensively, I think, but he's doing fine defensively. If he's a if he's lost an offense. I'm okay with it. As long as he makes the right play, I think last game he made a few mistakes fouling guys when he shouldn't have, but that kind of went away this game, so I think he played a lot better. Offensively, you like to see him to knock down those threes, but honestly, I'm focused on him helping with DA's rebounding, helping the team get the rebounds, and just play that defense, man. That's what we can expect this playoffs and in the finals.
2: Has it hit anybody else that the Suns just have to go one and two in their next three games, and and they go to the NBA Finals?
0: Yes, it's... Mm-hmm. That's think, insane to me right now it, that like, that's like, where it's at. Like, what the... <laughs> the fuck is going on like <laughs> i'm with you I, I was gonna get to that here in a second i want wanted to do just one more s- quick little uh point and then we'll you know kind of on our outro we'll talk about how we're feeling given the fact that we're up 3-1 but when we're talking about mikhail bridges we saw the espn announcers once again do the same thing that every national pundit does is they call miles bridges like once a broadcast <laughs> it's like it, it's you know uh, Je- uh jeff and gunny's got to say he's like oh miles bridges you know it's like come on man like come on like really Um, But there is one comment that he stated that I did write down, and I thought it was a very astute observation. He said, the Suns, James Jones, in the offseason, they added skill, age, and edge. And I think that was a very, very well-said thing that personifies this team. Don't you gents agree?
3: Yeah, I don't think the Suns get, get past the Clippers in this series if they don't have guys like Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, Really influencing it, it. Booker has an edge. He's always had an edge, but it needs to be a controlled edge. And I think Chris Paul is doing his damnedest to give him that controlled edge. Right. He got a little bit out of control tonight, but I still love the intensity by which Booker, especially against a, a Clippers team that is trying to be the bully. They are very much trying to be the bully. And Booker, I, on one particular play, he went up for a layup. He missed DeAndre Aiden got the ball back put it back up and Booker like was trying to go over the back of Morris and kind of like give him a little, you know, a little love in the back of the head Mm -hmm. and Morris wasn't happy about it. Booker was kind of complaining to the officials, but at the same time, that was kind of like, yeah, we're not here to mess around. Like you could try and bully us all you want, but listen, more, twin go F off because we're here to play. And I love that. I love that intensity.
2: You can't bully the bully, right? We
3: are are the
0: (laughs) sharks.
2: Yes, we're the Sharks. Sharks. We're the ones who knock. It does not matter. You can try to bully us. We will come right back. And yes, did Devin get a little extra frustrated tonight? Sure he did. Uh, and, And that's as much probably about his offensive struggles as anything. My favorite comment of the night, though, was Mark Jackson. When Devin Booker fouled out, going really smart of Monty Williams to take him out here so he doesn't foul out of the game. And that was my favorite <laughs> comment uh, of the night from Mark Jackson. I'm
1: only laughing because I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, he fought, uh, he fouled out. I'm like, why is Booker <laughs> on the bench? I
2: honestly kind of missed
1: that, but uh, nothing goes over my head, right? Um well, well, honest- Mike
2: Green had just said it before that, yeah. which is what got me the most. And the graphic <laughs> on the screen said Devin Booker's fouled out, and Mark yeah. Jackson still. Hey, smart of Monty to take him out right now.
1: I think Jay Crowder and Chris Paul really help in between plays, right? I mean, this is the ugliest game ever, but if they can help with officiating, kind of getting it in the other team's head, I think that helps a lot. And that's what Jay Crowder provides a lot is just, you know, if, if we saw with LeBron, you see with Paul George, like he just looks at guys a different way, kind of speaks, you know, some kind of mental challenge to to the other players to where they're just like a oh, mental challenge. I don't know why I said that. No, you're but right, he, he he does I know but I don't know if I could say that word or not or the two words but like he honestly that. I'm sorry go ahead. I'm just saying
3: no it's it's over I just saw a, a headline <laughs> that I'm just like what th- is that really the headline Oh but they're De- talking to me All Oh right. Devin, Clippers drop something Devin Booker leads Suns to 84 80 win over the Clippers by scoring 25 points How does like that is the no one, laziest no one headline ever, ever. Is that Really no the one headline let here like that's I don't somebody think so. who just looked at the box score and realized that
0: Devin Booker counted for 29.7% of their total the points. Headline
1: should have been Booker needs to go to the Kardashians drawer of noses and find a new one. And then he can get back <laughs> drawer of noses, <laughs> get back on track. <laughs> the new, drawer just of just noses
2: nose. brought to you. it's bringing us our show today, by the way uh, you gotta, you gotta love the, uh, the Lissy that that come up throughout the, uh, the show. I, we need more shorts with with Matthew Sayings. I, I think we need that.
0: Come on, Matthew. Design those up, dude. All the profits will go to you. No, it's all right. Well, I, 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 well I, okay. If you're going to be lazy, then I'm not going to be lazy. Although it is pretty lazy to analyze who the recipient of this award is. Jam star of the game. This is your reminder to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you're watching along live, hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the little bell that notifies you when we go live, which is after every game. And also in the chat, let us know who your jam star of the game is. Matthew, I'll start with you this time. Who's yeah. your jam star
1: of the game? It's Aiden. Even though like, I wish he would have took advantage of more of having the ball in the second half and the team just keep feeding him, He just, he just was he's a big beefer tonight, dude. So he is jam star of the game. Big beefer. Asma, what do you think?
2: Paul George again. Thanks for missing. Another, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Another George. free throw. I think uh, I, there was nothing better to me than Paul George missing that free throw, and then they cut to Steve Ballmer, and he's just got his hands in uh, his hands, and he's just uh, he's just dismal. I I I thank you, Paul George. You you've made what could have easily been uh, a, a different series uh, in the. Son's favor, so
0: real sweet. quick, Luke, Luke Carter in the chat. We need a new segment called Weird Takes with Lizzie. Lizzie, that's the entire podcast. That's the that's whole the beauty show. of it. That's the <laughs> yeah. whole show. That's we could right. name it's it. It's not that, weird. Son's jam you know I like Kyrie
1: Irving it. so much? <laughs> this is it's weird take. just, <laughs>
2: takes.
1: Weird takes with
3: Lizzie. <laughs> you, are, you are definitely the Kyrie Irving of this group. I will say that for sure. <laughs> <That's fine>. uh <laughs> that's I good. mean, it's we're obviously good. da, but I also want to give a shout out to all the fans apparently that were up in Staples Center, making some noise. Rachel Nichols uh, actually uh, tweeted about She'll it, talking it out, yeah. about there's more people at this game than there were at game three, and uh, or more Suns fans. And, I mean, shout out to those that made the trip, or that were already living in L.A., and were like, I need to go out here because, you know, they ain't coming back, baby. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Good take. Well, you, you know what? He was so good, he gets a second drop. watch 2021. Yes,
3: Ooh, yeah.
0: DeAndre Ayton gets his second drop, the and you know what? Again, drop. I'm going to give it to Code JJM for dropping that hundred dollars in the super chat. His jam star of the game was Paul George for missing those th- those free throws again. So, Code JJM, you're a jam star. DeAndre Ayton was clearly the jam star in this game. Uh, his, his ability to just again step up when the sun when the Suns need him. You know, it's if somehow, some way this team can hoist up the Larry O'Brien trophy, I never want to hear anybody compare him to Luka Doncic again. I don't give a shit. What he's doing in this playoffs alone, accepting his role, knowing that he doesn't have to be the superstar, but he is going to be the guy that is needed to help this team win, is phenomenal. It's fantastic. It's you don't see this from number one picks. Number one picks need the ball all the time, they need to ball be ball dominant. He just goes in there, accepts his role, and and does what he does tonight again. Nineteen points, twenty two rebounds. I mean, it's just been fantastic. What do you think, Espo? D, D
3: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: I, I just I I think Coach JJM needs another shout out. You can you can be my jam star along with Paul George. You guys can can share that. Anybody that drops a hundy on us, uh, it gets a it gets an extra shout out and some respect from me.
3: For sure. I, I mean, again, he's just been so phenomenal and. We always talk about in team sports, being the ultimate team player, being a team player, caring about your teammates. DeAndre Aiden is the epitome of caring about his teammates, doing what his team is asking from him to do. I, I, Again, I've said it a million times and I'll say it a million more. I'm so proud of that kid. He's always been about his team, even at U of A, even in high school, and now he's he's about to start to reap the benefits of that because if they do win the NBA Finals, you know these guys are going to start getting some love nationally. They're going to start getting some more endorsement deals. You're going to start to see Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker specifically getting some love in some of these national ads like Chris Paul does.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm telling
3: you they're on the verge of superstardom because of team success, which is exactly why you draft these players is because you want them to chip in with team success and take you to the top deandre Aiden. amen i'm so happy you're on this team good job buddy i'm just happy i was beating that
0: drum all right all year go ahead go ahead matthew no
1: aiden's great but just jamming on the suns almost 20
0: bucks to the pod. yeah well 1993 i like like that. well played jamming on the suns donated 1993 in the super chat magical season enjoying these pods all season has been a huge part of the ride much appreciated it's been Uh, A huge part of the ride for all of us to provide you with this content constantly and consistently. Again, Matthew and I have been live after after every game. The Sun Solar Panels, every Saturday, you can catch them. And I think that it's, you know, again, going back to Esso's point. Hey, Tracy Esposito.
3: Hey.
2: I think my bank account just logged into the chat there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are one win away from the nba finals thoughts
2: uh, i have some breaking news actually gentlemen Break this it. just in DraftKings free to play pools are keeping it cool all summer long <laughs> choose from a wide variety of free contests to enter the pool and answer a handful of questions make picks for free and grab your share of ten thousand dollars that's right ten thousand dollars in weekly prizes Dive into the DraftKings pools today. It's Entering is easy. Just download the DraftKings app and head to their pools page. Select from many different contests that DraftKings has ranging from evening sporting events to wacky weather Wednesdays. That's right. That's when it's going to be 93 here on Wednesday. That's wacky weather in in Arizona. Then make your picks and watch the action unfold. Entries with the most correct answers will be deemed the winners, which I still think that's the way all Winners usually work, but that's the way they'll deem <laughs> the winners. Uh, now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using the code DryHeat. All players will have a free shot at grabbing ten thousand dollars in weekly prizes. If you didn't hear me, ten thousand dollars in weekly prizes without spending a dime. That's code dry heat to feel the sweat only at DraftKings eligibility. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, we Matthew, just have to get the sponsors.
0: Matthew, can you hold up your shirt
2: real quick? I want DraftKings.
0: Yeah, what? All right, see, see these shirts that Matthew and I are. No, please, God, no! So don't lift uh, it
2: up. Just hold it up.
1: We
0: We had a couple people in the chat asking where we got these shirts. Uh Just Sports again. Shout out to them. This is the part of the podcast where we just throw a lot of ads at you. Son's Jam Session Podcast is brought to you by Just Sports. Enter the code SunsJam at checkout for any of your online orders and receive 15% off of your purchase. That's right. Let them know that the Sun's Jam session guy sent you. Again, that is promo code SunsJam when checking out at shopjustsports.com. Boom shakalaka. There you go. All right. 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals. Thoughts, Matthew? Go. We said they would we said they would win it, but I thought it would be a sweep, but
1: it's gonna be in five. So I'm looking forward to Monday night to celebrate going to the finals. I mean, Monday night's gonna be a crazy night, right, John? We gotta find a spot. Oh, Call out man. the next day.
2: Yeah. I
3: cool. mean, let's be honest, we should find a spot for us all to congregate and, and watch this this hopefully final game of the Western Conference Finals. Because uh, yeah, I just feel like I should celebrate with you guys. Doesn't? I hear you. Saul, so yes, you get us a
2: suite, and we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> there can we that's sit perfect. courtside
0: with you, Saul? You and De- <laughs> uh, DeAndre Hopkins—is it cool? I gotta, gotta hang go. Out guys. I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's usually how that goes when it comes to that. <laughs> that
3: what was the final score right. on the golf course with Eddie? Uh, I think I lost by three strokes, but we play like combat golf. So, like, there's like putting things and and driving things that that can that can win you. Uh, Money, So um I ended up losing 11 bucks, but I won 15 oh, from another yeah. guy, but okay. I won 15 from another guy. So, you know, I came Plus out for it. I was thinking good.
1: hundreds. You're not betting hundreds. Just,
3: I mean, you could dollars. lose hundreds. Yeah, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not shitty, Matt. I'm pretty fucking good. <laughs> look, look Eddie, good.
2: Eddie is a, Eddie is a brave man to play combat golf with a guy that has fatigues hanging over him in his <laughs> podcast studio. All right.
3: Eddie, Eddie is a nine handicap. He's pretty good. Jeez, I'm yeah. a 20.
2: He's got the time to do it. All right. <laughs> this is true.
3: He, and 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 he was a little bit off at the beginning of his round because he was on the Dan Patrick show. So it was well, you got him.
2: while you were playing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Sinking those butts. <laughs> uh, final
0: thoughts as we get ready for the game on Monday game five. Uh, let's go around the room one last time. And just tell me what you're thinking. How you feeling uh, again? This is so much fun, guys. This
3: is so it, much fun. It's not over. It's not over. It's three to one. This Clippers team is like just—it's like that bug you think you you're, you keep killing, and they still come back and they come back and it's just like, so the Suns just gotta take care of business. They gotta come in with the right mindset. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I'm looking at you. You've been you're 24 for your last 84. Uh, I'm going to need a little bit more in game five to finish this team off uh, because you can't expect the Clippers to shoot as poorly as they did tonight, nor should you expect the Suns to shoot as poorly as they did tonight. I think the Suns come out with the crowd behind them, and they take care of business. I'm excited to see what happens on Monday, and I have good feelings and good thoughts. Here we go.
2: It's not over now, but it's over on Monday, all right? You can bust out – The uh, the the the, however you want to do it the Vince Carter whatever however you want to say it's over it's over on Monday all right it's over on Monday this team's gonna come out I I just I don't know that the Clippers have much left they they looked like a team that was spent at the end of that game and the Suns team needs to go out there and play forty eight minutes of strong basketball on Monday with the crowd behind them and give themselves time to rest for the NBA Finals. This is a huge game. Get it done on Monday.
3: Are we allowed to riot? Too?
2: Can, can In, I say something real quick? Not, yeah, not ahead, for so. the
3: Western Conference Finals there, Matthew, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. For the you're NBA right. Finals, go ham, but not for yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> But can, can, I, can I also say, like, <laughs> the Stars are kind of aligned for the Suns because the, the Bucks and the Hawks are going to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If the Bucks or Hawks win, they'll be 2-1. They still got two more games to play. And so the Suns At might least. have like almost two weeks off before they finally get to the NBA finals, which is pretty insane.
2: I don't know yeah. if that's good or bad. We'll see, but it gives Chris Paul time to get back in basketball shape. So that's, uh, that's good. Look, we, we don't condone, uh, we don't condone, uh, rioting in any way, shape or form. Unless you're but Devin Booker. Have, have a good time. All right. <laughs> Find a way to have a good time. If, uh, If they win on Monday.
0: Final thoughts, Matthew.
1: Um, you know, if they win, we should start a march, free the nipple down seventh street, whatever you guys want to do. I'll be down there. We won't riot
0: yet though, right? No. If I see
2: your nipple, I'll riot.
0: Don't! I'll <laughs> I'll have to take him out. He'll he'll pull it out right now. You you don't care for what you asked for.
2: <laughs> I didn't ask for it. I just buy it.
0: That was stupid. Let's just let's
1: end
2: the
0: bottom. Listen, pod on a listen. I Let me let me finish with my final thoughts. We're going into Game Five, coming home with an opportunity to win the Western Conference Finals. This is a team that won 19 games two years ago. This has been an unbelievably uh, fun ride, exciting ride. But I'll tell you, as we get to this point in the season, it's not unexpected. This team has performed time and time again, exceeded expectations to the point where knowing that they have an opportunity to put the cigarette butt out, to take Dario's Parliament light out of his mouth, put on the ground, do some Olivia Newton-John shit on it. And again, Saul, I'll send you a gif of that later so you understand what that is. This is an opportunity for them to really put this team out of their misery. We took their best two shots. We did in game two. We took a good one in Game Three, in which they won. But tonight at home is a game that they should have won, and the Suns outlasted them. So hopefully, we can put that foot on their throat and win the Western Conference on Monday. So, you know, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we're on Twitch. Smash that like button while you're here. Become an elite Jamster or a flaming baller by clicking the join button in the the link in the description. Feel free to donate. Ah, uh, subscribe, rate, and review—all that fun stuff. We, we—it's been a hell of a ride. It's been fun doing these every game afterwards with all of you, gentlemen. And I look forward. We got to figure out what we're going to do on Monday. I'm really looking for, forward to Saul getting us in the building.
2: Can we, can we give the people what they want? What are can they- we hit the Darius smoke
3: break once? The Sarge smoke break. <laughs> we don't have to talk about him. we could no, not talk about, about him. That. Nope.
0: It's it's <laughs> not right if we don't do it without him. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us, and we will see you live after the game on Monday. Have a great night. Go everyone home, love your family.
2: For the family. It,
1: what, I said it what, first. So, what, what'd you say, Matthew?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said everyone go home, love your family. That
1: was okay. Espo. I was say? just
0: making sure there was no you didn't say go home and flash a nipple or something. That's, so that's what that's
2: supposed to be.
0: You go <laughs> you move your family. Rim- <laughs> you orange rimmed glasses son of a bitch.